Now, the greatest idea of all time. Stay tuned for... From the Trenches of Hollywood. Here are your guru guides from the A-list to the D and everything in between. It's Ted and Craig. Welcome to the premiere year two of From the Trenches of Hollywood. I am Ted Davies. Hey, everybody. It's Craig. Great to be back. Season two, I'd call this. I don't know. Yes. We're not quite in year two. Yes. Uh, it's it's the continuation of season one. You know, I we just so. had a spring hiatus there, which was great. Um, had a great time. Um, mm-hmm. Happy to be back. Got a great show today. Got some great shows coming up. Yeah. Um, how was your break? It was great. Uh, got a lot of writing done. Uh, got a Kickstarter fulfilling right now. We're trying to complete that out. Um, how about you? You did did some fun stuff too. It sounds like. Yeah, a little writing, lots of traveling. Um, mm. Mexico, love Mexico. So, yeah. was down on the uh, they call the Mexican Riviera in the Pacific. Um, awesome, Puerto Vallarta, awesome. love it there. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to all my homies in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> um, but listen, exciting show. I wore a special hat. Um, well, you've seen this hat before. It's one of my favorite hats, but I wore it in honor of our guest today. We'll get into that a little bit more. If anybody knows anything about this hat, then mm-hmm. it's a huge clue. But uh, set it up, man. Let's well, not keep him waiting any longer. N- um, no further ado, we've got uh, the animator excellence, John Celestri. He brought in Boba Fett uh, animation before Boba Fett was part of Star Wars canon. He was part of Dragon's Lair uh, video game. If you guys remember that back in the 80s, I spent so much money. I think I probably spent my, my parents' uh, money, my college in, you know, entrance money on uh, on that game uh, one after another. And, of course, he was part of the He-Man um, franchise. And I, I can't just – where do I begin? Let's bring him in. He's, he's royalty as far as I'm concerned. Welcome, John. Welcome. Hi. Welcome, Ted. Hi, Ted. Hi, Craig. How are you doing? <laughs> great. Great to have you here. Welcome. So Thanks. glad to have you, John. <clears throat> this so, is the okay. first time you two are meeting. So yes, this is the first time. Uh, and so uh, I, I guess, uh, do you want to uh, do you want me to introduce myself or do you want me to? Uh, is this enough of an introduction or do you want to ask questions? Or how do you want to do this? This is your show. So, I want to know about the hat. I want to figure out the hat. It, uh, uh, it's Care Bears. <laughs> Hello, Care Bears. Hi. <laughs> he knows. All right. What was that? 1985 was Care Bears? Yeah, about 1985. There? Yeah, 1985, the Care Bears feature. Yeah, that's it. Not that I wasn't really. A, okay, so I was. Who, what kid wasn't into Care Bears to some degree in the 80s? They were too popular. Everybody liked Care Bears. Even the toughest guy at I, school, which yeah. wasn't me. No, but I was oh. into Boba Fett, bro. I was, I was into Care Bears. But that's okay. You go wrong with it. Wrong okay. With it. Uh, all right, I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, what's uh, for the for the next uh, you know a Jeopardy question? What <laughs> is that going to be? Well, let's. All right. Um, for those of you who have lived under a rock for the last thirty years, uh, John, tell them a little bit of who you are. You're an animator. Okay. Been doing this thing for. Uh, 40 years, 50 years. Uh, it's getting on. close to 50. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got in, I got into the an, animation in, uh, actually professionally, my first day 
was at um, at a film uh, at a feature called uh, Tubby the Tuba at New York Institute of Technology, and that's where I cut my teeth. I learned with uh, through the old studio system with old Popeye and Mighty Mouse animators. Oh wow! You know, oh, so wow. and that you know, and that was uh, while we were doing. You know, uh, uh, I was I learned you know uh, uh, in betweening and clean up and how to write sheets and how to deal with the camera, all the technical stuff that uh, that all animators in the New Yorker group, like Terry Toons and Fleischer and Paramount, um, they all did their own you know exposures and you know how to how how to work with exposure sheets and how to work with with timing and uh, all of that sort of thing so there was a lot of technical material you know like how to make a pan move things of like that anyway so i learned a lot of that and uh, through there and um, and so that was my opening that was uh, 1975 that's at 1975. So we're going. We're oh, we've passed the 47 year mark. Wow, yeah, we were. Okay. I was. I know Craig and I were four years old then, right? Yeah. Think, yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. We. we yeah. Were. <laughs> but uh, so many things from uh, from my life um, that you were a part of. Everything from uh, well, going way back. One of my sister's favorites was the Raggedy Ann. Yeah. Raggedy Ann. Yeah. Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yep. That's mm -hmm. it. Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yeah. That was a that was a a, a great. That was kind of like the uh, what is it the Big Bang of animation because in that group of of uh, of of uh, New York animators, no young animators, like assistants. We were just all doing it. It was myself and Eric Goldberg and Dan Haskett and Tom Sito and all uh, uh, all kinds of other people. Um, uh, myself, you know, uh, the uh, Eric Goldberg. He did the genie in Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Tom Cito, uh was the was the was the uh, the became the president of the animation union for nine years. He was he was one of the storyboard people on Shrek and on wow. at Dream and Dream you know wow. at, at, at uh, DreamWorks. Um, Dan Haskett helped design Ariel. Uh, all kinds of stuff. You probably worked with him. You know, uh, Craig, right? Very familiar, the name to me, Dan. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So we were, yeah. You know, that, that was the big bang. And we were all in the same, you know, uh, 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 office, you know, floor, you know, for Raggedy Ann and Andy. And so we all, uh, Tom, uh, Mike Sporn was the, was the guy who really gathered us together. He was in charge of the assistant pool. You know, and he gathered everybody together, and that was real dynamics going on there. So, yeah, that was that was a big thing. People don't know about Braggy Dan and Andy I, very much. I remember. Hey, I remember it. I remember that. I remember how I thought it was such a cool the way it was done. Even when I was younger, I remember how seeing the colors, the tones. It yeah. wasn't like a big bright, you know, like over the top. Like I would think Hanna Barbera. You know, bright, bright oh, primary was a, color. Was, I'm sorry, that it, it was over the top, especially the greedy, <laughs> the greedy, yeah, well, the taffy pit. Yes, I can't. Okay, all right, that I give you. It was, I remember it vividly. There was a kid, and I'm sure that you're, you know, like Craig's sister, right? You know, did too. But man, well, so awesome. So awesome. I, I, you know, Craig, not to take over your question, but you know, the next one is Nelvana. That's where I, you know, I went from 
Braggity and Nanny mm. to Nelvana and that whole group. Well, that's where Star Wars Holiday Special, that, that was done there. But I was there, you know, for for uh, for Cosmic Christmas, Devil and Daniel Mouse, uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Please Don't Eat the Planet, and all that sort of thing. We did the holiday special. But also Rock and Roll. Mm. Mm-hmm. You remember Rock and Roll, Craig? I do. I do. But now, Nelvana, was that, where were that? Where were they based out of? Where was that company? Toronto. Was that? Okay, so I thought I thought they were based in Canada. I was yeah. going to ask you that. Yeah. Like, weren't they in Canada? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. My connection is that I was working at, it was towards the end of uh, Raggedy Ann and Andy. This is in December of uh, 76. And it was, we were all putting in all kinds of late hours. And, um, and so... Um, Jerry Potterton had taken over production from Richard Williams because Richard Williams was having problems getting the thing through, and we had to be they, they only had so much money, so uh, we were running coming down. So Jerry Potterton, who had directed, you know, on 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 um, Yellow Submarine, <laughs> you know, oh, wow. he came, okay, wow. so, you know, so he came in and he was there. I mean, there was a friend of 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 uh, of of. Uh, of uh, uh, Richard Williams, but still they came in, brought him in. Remember, there weren't a lot of feature films back then for, for animation outside of Disney. There mm-hmm. weren't, they're just a handful and whatnot. So he came in as he was running through. So he came into my office, it was like, you know, 9.30 one night, you know, and I, I just, I'm ready to, to call it quits, go to home, you know, come home, go home uh, on the subway. And um, he comes into my office, into the room where my team was, and he said, okay, anybody here want to go animate in Toronto? And I figured uh, Sheldon uh, Cohen, who became a very big, you know, very uh, a well-known uh, uh, animation film short person up in Toronto, the film board, he was one of my in-betweeners. And he said, I'm not going to go to Toronto. don't want to do it. I'm from Montreal. I don't want to go to Toronto. Yeah. So I just raised my hand and said, I'll go. So... That next, you know, the couple, he phoned, he said a friend of, uh, his, a friend of his who was up in Toronto, had a studio, was part owner of, of the studio, and that he needed a, uh, an animator to replace someone who had broken his wrist. And so therefore I said, sure, I'll take my reel, I'll go up there. So that was that weekend, it was there. Uh, the following, they looked at what I was doing. They said, can you do this 15 seconds a week of animation? I said, sure. <laughs> you see, you don't say no. <laughs> so you go there, and that's how I got it. That's how I got it. Like the following, so, I'm, I'm up there, hustling, hustling, hustling. Got to get wow. the job. That's what it's oh, about. Yeah, build that oh, resume. Yeah, you 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 better believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just to throw out some others out there for everybody that you know some of the ones that I really grew up on too are the He Man and Shira. Big, um, yeah. big time. So that uh, who who produced those? Who who was oh, that's that? filmation? Okay, that was and filmation. How and did I, you fall into that? Well, because I was working at uh, at uh, at Bluths on Dragon's Lair in the space and spaces, and they went bankrupt. So mm-hmm. I went working to you know looking for work, and I was at Ruby and Spears working on on uh, on. Uh, on, I was supposed to work on the Dragon's Lair uh, half hour, you know, uh, Saturday morning show. Mm-hmm. And until that happened, uh, I wound up on on Turbo Teen. 
<laughs> really? Okay. Yes. So, so yeah, I that's a, from there, I went to Filmation because they were looking to do, they, they, they had, uh, uh, you know, a work there. And also they wanted to open up a, uh, a, a feature unit. And I had feature film experience. I had, I had already three feature films under my belt by the time I was like 33, 34. Wow. Wow. So, so let me ask you this. Yeah. Did, did Dragon's Lair bankrupt the company? Yes. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that. It was that the, they didn't get paid from mm. the guy who ran away with the money. Uh, yeah, I remember that was the story, how it was the most popular thing around and oh, they made incredible. no money. And yeah. uh, uh, because he ran away with the money, whatever the hell, you know, what else can you do? I mean, I, yeah, and he didn't, and he didn't pay. He didn't pay what what he was supposed to pay, and that's that's why you know after all the, the finagling, Bluth still owns the copyright, you know, all on all of that. But w that's not going to do you very much good, you know, if you don't have money, you know, sure. you know, yeah. banks. So that's 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 what, and that's what happened with that. So that's why that's how I wound up at Filmation and working working there for about three years. Great stuff. But, well, uh, we could talk to you all day about all your projects so yeah. easily. Um, <laughs> but we have limited time. Yes. Um, yeah. And what do we talk about here mainly is uh, story creation and right. writing and uh, the differences in the different um, mediums. And you are our first animator yeah. on the show to uh, talk about your process. Uh, so, Ted. Mm -hmm. Ted has his own process as a, mm -hmm. a comic writer and um, as a painter. Novelist. I mean, every, yeah, novelist, <laughs> they, yeah. I, and we and you and I both have uh, similar ways of doing things, but I think that I think John has got a very fascinating way that he does uh, layout as well as storytelling. It's it, it's become a you're you're a seasoned professional when it comes to this because you've really you've got it down. You got it to a point where you've really have seen it and, it, and mm -hmm. I'm in awe. So, um, but it's very similar to what you do too, Craig. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell people a little bit about that, about uh, your ideas from uh, how you get things rolling. It, it, it's uh, TV animation is very series oriented. And uh, for the most part, they're one and done half hours. Okay. And, but there, the, the format, what we have today, which is basically the same size, uh, sign, uh, uh, kind of format as the half hour live action action stories of the 1950s, like, you know, like Peter Gunn or, uh, or, uh, uh, 77 Sunset Strip, or what have you, where you have, you know, a beginning, middle, and end. And that's, that's what you're going to follow through on. For, for that, but you have, you know, we still have the same situation of 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 setting up your 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 condition and, and and making sure that people don't turn away. You know, you're hitting all the same time points, but you still have to hit your your guide points and and your beats. So let me ask this: Do you, uh, as an animator on a series like that, when you get into that world? Um, how are those stories created? Is there a, a writer or the animators all collaborating with the director to figure out where the story's going? No, you should, you have, 
you have you have a, a hierarchy. You have a showrunner the same way as anything else. You have somebody who has to have a, the vision of it. But it also includes because that showrunner is then basically saying, okay, what's the tone? You know, uh, what does it look like? What does it? What's the atmosphere? What's the world that you inhabit? And so there's a Bible that you work with first off. You know, you have a, a Bible uh, that's very extensive, at least within the context of being able to to have your characters, uh, the the world that they live in, what the rules are, and then also um, a, a mechanism to generating plot, plots so that you're not doing the same. I mean, you, you are going to wind up uh, having the same, you know, uh, tried and true plots, but you hope to try and give different twists to it. But it depends on how much time you have, because I'll work on on on, on creating a, a a Bible, but many times you don't get it. You don't have enough time to actually, you know, delve into something new. If you're generating you know, um, you know, you're doing 13 episodes, but a lot of time it's 26 episodes that you have to do, and um, and so to have uh, to have just a standalones, 26 standalones, are very diff uh, difficult to have very complete stories that haven't been done already. Sure. So you got your arc. So you try and put in an arc for that season. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this. So the it's just like any series. Yep. That gets ordered up. We already know every episode what it's going to be. We have the plot. We usually have uh, if I have a twelve episode order, I usually mm -hmm. have the first four or five scripts are pretty much locked. Yeah. Um, so in this world, are you um, are the scripts themselves created uh, within that Bible? Or are they, you're pulling from this and creating the next, uh, yeah, for the next show? Or, yeah, well, the Bible, the Bible is telling you what you have, what you can or you can't do with the characters. Okay. All right. Because you, you, you're pretty well, like, because a lot, most of these things are already, it's very different. Today's animation is very different from 40 years ago, where the shows, were merchandised today merchandise are ads that's what animation is so you really are locked into what you can do you're just trying to you know sell the toy <laughs> you know pretty I much guess, I, I guess to simplify it my mind then yeah. is the bible is basically your world novelization yeah. of of what you're doing and you're just pulling from that and animating section by section no 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 the bible is saying this is what you can do here's the elements that you must use is for example you know we have so many characters what are their relationships okay then you put those together and then you say okay um what is is there a story arc you know what is the goal you know that's okay. happening many times that you you have that in the bible and then say okay where you know and and, and it's linear usually mm -hmm. You know, and then and then so within that story arc, you have your twelve episodes or thirteen episodes, and you create that arc. And so what, you have some that. latitude. You have some latitude then to yeah. uh, be creative. You're not really just locked in trying to animate what they have laid out in stone. No, so. because because of the, though that's the producers, the Bruce, the the showrunner, the producer, the creator of the show is doing that. 
and then saying, okay, now, um, many times they will say, okay, um, you might get three or four people together in a room and you'll, you'll throw out ideas and they'll pitch, okay, you know, characters on so-and-so, and this is the type of show we have. And so therefore they'll pick and choose out, you know, if you, you may throw out 10 ideas and you may get two out of mm -hmm. them, you sure. know? So these are the animators. Are no, 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 ideas this about. is the stories. Are... The stories, the scripts are done. The animators are right down. It, 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 this is a very different world. So the so you're bringing in a team of writers to throw out these ideas. The are the are the, okay. the writers are the the writers are doing that. It becomes here's the thing. Today's animation is verbal centric, is writer centric. Uh, when I was coming in, it was writer, it was artist centric. Hmm. You know, um, today writers don't seem to understand that animation shouldn't be a stepping stone to live action it has a there's a visualness that must be understood you know uh that 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 has to be that has to be drawn you can't have 15 people in the same scene all the time you have to be able to focus and not just have them stand around because it's it's just terrible. So, and that's the problem is that animators, you know, have to deal with what they're being given, and uh, and 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 today, the there there's a, a lot of different parameters. Which is what I'm saying is that uh, there are you can go you go backwards into where the animation industry was when when animation was first started, and it was storyboards that drove the story you know you had your beats and your ideas and whatnot but you still had to draw it out first minimal dialogue but it's you know they, they so today it's 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 almost dialogue all the time wall to wall talking heads which is what you had because of the 1950s um, Hanna-Barbera taking radio scripts, basically, and to do Huckleberry Hound, Quick Straw, Quick Draw McGraw, mm -hmm. doing uh, um, the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Those are all different beasts. You know, it's, it's animation, but it's not pure animation, which is very visual in content and storytelling. And so there's... You know, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm trying to give you a nice idea of what the difference, what an animator does, yeah. or is supposed to be able to do, versus just just illustrating the words, you know, and the dialogue. What would you say is a is a good example of a truly animated piece where it's driven on the animation? It's about the animation. Um, <sighs> Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. If you're gonna if you're going to do that, uh, let's take Night on Bald Mountain. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. You know, well, that Rimsky's course. Okay. Night on Bald Mountain is a story. There's a beginning, middle, and end within the seven minutes of there. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's there's your classic thing. Uh, I, I would still say that if you're going to do a prototype. For anything, it's still Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because it has all of the elements. It has danger. It's 
Well, it, the, the, the queen is trying to kill Snow White. You know, it is all of those things. You have your your secondary characters. You had you ha and then you also have a a a, a character transformation and the biggest transformation is grumpy from a wo woman hater to being the most broken up and 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 a lover for a first snow white so you have all those elements but it is not just talk you right. know so um yeah, that's that would be my first thing. That's my, that, but but it hasn't been bettered than that. You've tried, but it hasn't been bettered. You know. Sure. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I Fantasia. Yeah, Fantasia comes to mind. Disney yeah, products of yeah. early Disney definitely Correct. come to mind. So let me ask you this then: Is there a uh, opportunity still though for you as the animators to um, make an impact on that script once you start animating what was written you say wait this this doesn't no. play or are you just no. locked in no you're 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 you are locked in because um it's already gone through the mill it's not like you were okay the Disney situation and the old Fleischer situation and the Warner Brothers situation, they, you had your various stars and, you know, who were, who were, were the ones who performed. Today, you're not performing. You are basically taking what has been motion captured and adjusting that. You're, you're, you're adjusting a live actor's you know, a performance. Um, the last, you know, uh, even Disney, you would use reference, you know, for that, but they wouldn't rotoscope. It would still be, they'd see what the, the, the elements were and, you know, for, for posing and whatnot, but you didn't take that literally and just work around it and manipulate it in some way. You were, you were, if it's like, you know, a, a, a painter would have a pose, you know, we take a photograph where you get reference and whatnot and then make the painting, make the sketch. But, you know, they weren't, you weren't uh, just told that's what you have to do, like a, a cog. Animators is, are performance, are performers. Is uh, anyone out there still animating like that? Like they used to. I I don't know. Um, I, I don't know because. Um, not mainstream uh, anyway. I guess not mainstream. No, you can do that. You know, you really can do that. But the problem is, is that you need to have people who are capable of having a performance. You know, making a performance without without needing, you know, all of that. I mean, it it took took a long time, and it was they had reworked it. It, when computers were, you know, 30 years ago or 22 years ago, when uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg said, okay, that's it, Two, no, T, 2D is dead, nobody wants to do it anymore, and all of us were thrown out. Like, I was, I was kicked out, you know, because there was no more need for a 51-year-old animator who knew what he was doing. You know, because the kids were being, you know, could push the button, could could work the, the computer computer better than I could, and so you know that's 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 the truth. You know, yeah. that's 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 what occurred, and so all of the you know tons of people. I mean, people with twenty five years. I was twenty five years experience at that time. You know, people who were able to do these things because we knew what it was and how to give the performance. 
the problem is, is that, you know, you can write, but if you don't have a good idea, if the producers aren't doing the story, they're do they're not getting great green lighting stuff that can connect with an audience. Animators could do the most beautiful animation in the world because it's a technical thing. You can't, you know, it, 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 it can't connect to the audience then. Nobody wants it. So that's the, that's, that's the, uh, that's, that's being in the trenches there. And that's what happens. You have your body counts. I mean, being in the trenches of Hollywood is a lot of body counts. It is, it is, it is. I've seen the same thing happen in other professions in Hollywood, particularly the, the world of post-production. Hmm. When it went digital, so many positions were gone. People who worked from cutting negatives and color correcting um, and telecine film. Uh, it just, it was, yeah, it, it was a complete changing of the guard overnight, it seemed like. Uh, so many veterans were just out of work. Uh, yeah. um, uh, so, yes, I, it's, I, I, I didn't realize it was so deep in uh, the animation world. I mean, I watched the evolution into the computer animated and the motion capture, and it's all really exciting and uh, realistic in so many ways, but you're right, what 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 do we sacrifice to get that realism? Mm -hmm. You know, some of the magic of, of the animation of the 2D. Yeah. Well, that's uh, one of the things too, uh, that's why I wanted to bring John on, because I think it's important that we, re we recognize, you know, in our generation, especially Craig, how paramount uh, people like John are and were. Uh, they, it was, they were involved in our childhood and we didn't even know him. You know what I mean? That's such a huge thing. Uh, <laughs> and people need to realize that when he came to uh, Lexington Comic-Con, when I met him, uh, you should see the people that were around him and the people that were older than me, completely fanboying over John. <laughs> you know, I was fanboying, but I, it was just, it was awesome. And it was, it was, it was cool because I knew, you know, that excitement's still there for people of John's caliber. So, well, it's, you have got to feel good about having an effect on so many people mm -hmm. um, with your work and uh, Ted and I included. And <laughs> it's like such a pleasure to meet and talk to you. Unfortunately, we're out of time right yeah. now. Uh, yeah. We could go on for hours and hours. You got to come back sometime. Mm -hmm. And um, we can target a couple of these things I that you second. brought up specifically. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there could be there. There are so many different things, but there is, you know, I, I, on on a high note, I would say that if you learn how to the crowdfunding capabilities for for comic books and for visual material is there, you just have to be able to understand what it takes to tell a good, solid story how to draw it out and present it, not just verbally in terms of writing, but about in your performance as an artist visually. I agree. I know there's an audience for it. Yeah. Uh, it still exists. It looks like corporate America, though, moved a different direction. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it always that always happens and they'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I hope you come back too. It was great meeting you. Um, uh, everyone can see on the screen there. They can reach you at Celestri John. Yep, that's uh, Twitter, and uh, you can you can see me on uh, on YouTube. I have my channel, my my John Celestri uh, uh, YouTube channel, where I've got a lot of videos 
you know, for the, the, print, uh, the principles of animation. I do some interviews. Uh, there's a lot of material that uh, that is is, uh, is is always evergreen. <laughs> That's great. So you're easy to find yeah. and uh, accessible. So everybody, be sure to check him out. Go to his YouTube page. Take some lessons. Uh, where are you going to make? Are you going to make any appearances at any? Oh, right now, right now, I'm I'm focusing on book three of my Bloodwing Angel Chronicles. I've got uh, I've got two of them up on uh, Indiegogo in demand right now. So that's what I do. And then also my kid book, my my kid comics. I've got the stuff for for older older uh, readers in terms of being you know plus seventeens for Bloodwing Angel, but also I have for those who want. Who have stuff? Who have kids who are four to twelve year olds? I've got I've got material there too on on Indiegogo in demand. So I love it. I love it. Awesome. The very very versatile John Celestri, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, so they'll search you out again. Thank you so much, and I uh, look forward to having you back. I, I look forward to being back. Thanks, okay, John. appreciate it. Appreciate Bye. it kindly. That's it, man. That's history in the making, right there. That's that's the man. I... legendary is what that's called i was just kind of in awe the whole time i don't get starstruck very often but yeah, uh, right? it was hard to <laughs> no. you know as he's talking no. i'm just thinking about all the things he did and i'm like yeah. i should probably ask a question but i don't know what to ask right <laughs> just now just waiting because... yeah yeah I, and when i met him i was the same way in person it was i i i was the eight-year-old kid again watching boba fett and that that's you know the first time i ever saw it before he was in the movies you know i'm like sure oh, i didn't really know and I and the book that he handed me had all the all these original sketches, and I'm like, oh, it was unbelievable. It yeah. was time travel, you know? legendary stuff. All yeah. right, everybody, uh, what a great show! Um, thanks for coming back and joining us after our little hiatus. You would never notice if you're just streaming all the episodes in one day, which I recommend you do when you're at work. Just do it. You know, use the work Wi-Fi. It's free from work and uh, absolutely just listen to us while you work here's some great interviews looking forward to the next show um but it's time to get out of here i gotta go yep. how about you i do too gotta write send us some questions you got some questions for john or us about writing what you got going yeah absolutely i'd love to hear from you yep so. you got our social medias all around there on the screen it's always uh from the trenches of hollywood or uh what's the uh the uh trenches of hollywood no, Hollywood Trenches, at the Hollywood Trenches, our Instagram. <laughs> Hit that one up, too. You know I'm no good at this stuff. That's why I got to write it down. And it's okay. not written down. So anyway, okay. thanks a lot, everybody. We'll thanks so later. much, man. We'll see you. organic organic suspension ever devised.